Big Cone. Pop, pop. Big Ratchaloon. Corned Beef Hash. Welcome back to Red-Blooded Outdoors, y'all. That is the name of this podcast. What you been hitting on, cuz? Ooh, you know, did the school gig, doing the work gig. Plus, I got that new hound in. You mean that feist? That's a hound. No. It's a squirrel dog. Yeah. yeah. I'm, it's still a hound. We're not going to call it a hound. Why not? We're not, not going to act silly about it. It's a hound. No, it's a feist ain't a it's hound. It's every bit of a hound. Who, who told you that? A hound. I feel like a hound's just a dog used for hunting. Negative. Negative. 100%. I look up. We about to pull it up. The definition of hound. Look it up. Hurry up. We got a pot. I can't talk, but so fast. A dog, a dog of a breed used for hunting, especially one able to track by scent. She ain't no tracking dog. Hey, it don't matter. She was bred for hunting. Yeah. Mm. Or he was bred for hunting anyway. That thing you got out there is a biscuit eater. It ain't no biscuit eater. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Biscuit Eater? Open that window right there. It is nine million degrees it's in here. I like that. Yeah. Hurry up. Shoot. Y'all listen to Cooney and his window opening technique over here. Wow. Sound like you're opening the hood on a 320 track hoe over there, son. We need to oil up that window over there. <laughs> that bone. Sound like I'm picking up two pieces of sheet metal. What, uh... What you been hitting on? Well, I got that new hound. Yeah? That's that's like the biggest event that's happened this week. Yeah. Oh, named him Miho. Miho. Which yeah. is Spanish for sun. You you told me how to spell Miho. How do you how how you spell it? M I J O. M I J O. Mm-hmm. It's M- Miho. It's like like J it reminds me of how like jalapeno is spelled. That J axis is at H. Right. How, do you say jalapeno or jalapeno? Jalapeno. Jalapeno. That's how I say it. You ain't got nothing else going other than that ham. That, that ham, son. I did buy it at a kennel. Right. I went to the tractor supply and bought that thing at kennel. I was like, yeah, this will this will be big enough. I throw me a dog house in there for it. Mm-hmm. Get it set up. This, this right here will work just fine until me and Buck can get the, the pen we want. Man, I got that thing home. And it said online it was a five by five, five foot high. I get that thing home and I start unraveling it. And that joker's like not even big enough to put a 55 gallon drum in. Like it's crazy. Well, it gave you the dimensions on it. I, but I figured it at least has some room to it. Yeah. But I whipped that joker out, and it, no. no it just gonna, wasn't going to work. You're going to have to come strong with that kennel game, boy. If you're getting in the dog business. Butt wants to get a big one. Yeah. A big old kennel. We got that. We made that pad out there. Mm-hmm. It's a 10 by 10. Well, it's right. actually an 11 by 10. Right. So Butt wants to get a big 10 by 10 pen and put a divider in it. Yeah. Have me hoe on one side and girl on the other side. Uh, so... What I wanted to talk to on talk to you about on this podcast is, uh, you know, we got the turkey mission coming up, mm-hmm. and 
we're taking some people that ain't never been turkey hunting before. Yeah. Right. That's that's gonna be exciting. Oh, I'm I, I can't wait. I had never I had never been hunting with somebody who ain't never been hunting before. What about the time you went when you hadn't never been before? I don't even remember that. You, you I don't know. remember the first time I went hunting. A little bit not head boy. I, I like I remember the first time I've killed like a deer and the first turkey I killed and stuff like that. Right. Not none of the first hunt. Right. So here's Cooney. Here's Cooney walking. We got the phone hooked up to, for the uh, on the spot lap. That's that noise y'all hearing. If I put it on vibrate, we'll quit doing that. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's what the vibrate options for on your cell phone. <laughs> um. So. How would Cooney explain to somebody who has never been turkey hunting? Now, let's not get into logistics and details of guns just yet. And let's not get into details of calls okay. and calling. This is, a, this is a man. Here we go. You ready? Hey there, Rocconi. I just bought me old Remington 870 here. And I got me a box of shells, planning on doing me some turkey hunting this year. I got 400 acres here at me house. What? What do you? How do I find a turkey? What do I do? So you can sit there and ask me, how do you find a turkey? And then I'm going to ask you, how did you find a 870? <laughs> a Remington 870. Don't nobody hunt with that anymore. Son, that is, that is the look. Last episode, you said Johnny Cash wasn't no count. And now you're saying nobody hunts with a Remington 870? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. There's probably been more small game killed and probably more turkeys killed with a Remington 870 than any other gun out there. That's... That is the shotgun equivalent to the rifle 30-30. So, yeah, we're not going to listen to the Cooney's goofiness right now about that. I'm, I'm just shutting you down. I, I'll give you your Johnny Cash comment. I'll, I'll let you have that and walk around like a knothead. Um, but I ain't giving you that. I ain't doing it. Well, anyway... Now that you've decided that you would like to partake in the pursuit of long-bearded gobblers. Okay. You got to find them. Okay. I so got 400 acres. Well, got 400 acres. They got they's bound to be a gobbler somewhere on 400 acres. So here's how we're going to find this gobbler. We're going to get in this truck. Assuming you're shooting a, a Remington 870. You've definitely well, got like an 87 Toyota pickup. <laughs> so we're going to hop in this 87 Toyota pickup, four speed, locking hubs, all, all that. Son. We're going to hop in there, and we're going to ride out here to this 400 acre. Okay. And we're going to find us somewhere to park. We ain't going to park right at the gate. We're going to get out there. We're going to get out of the truck, and we're going to do an owl hoot, whether you do it with the car. Right. So, so. You ain't setting up your scenario very well. You're going to get out there a little before daylight. Right? Yeah. Because don't let me catch you blowing that owl hoot at 3 o'clock in the daytime. So set your scenario up. Come on. Explain to this person <laughs> how to scout for turkeys. So 
So you want to get out there. I'm going to say an hour before daylight. Okay. Because I like to be time conservative. So get out there an hour before daylight. Okay. And when it's about, I'm going to say when it's about 30 minutes before daylight, yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Think that's too early? Yeah. I mean, I've heard them. I've heard them 30 minutes before daylight. Hit it like that. So we'll start at 30 minutes before daylight. Okay. You want to hit your owl hoop. Okay. Now you got your owl you oh, 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 oh. All right. So that's a so locator call. That's a locator call. All right. What it's going to do is it's going to, that turkey's going to, not always, but if it does, it's going to shock gobble at it. And that's just where the turkey hears it. And he just, pow, he fired up. He's ready to go. And you hear that turkey. You're going to say, dang, that turkey's over there. He so, might be 200 yards away. So, so he's just shot gobbling is what they do a lot of times to a, to a noise, um, an owl hoot, a crow. Woodpecker. A, a woodpecker. I've heard them do it to hawks, coyotes. Train horns, airplanes. Now we got that peacock call. Have you ever heard them do it to that peacock? I've call? seen them do it with a peacock. I seen a wild peacock with a flock of turkeys. Hmm. Show did in Talbot County, Georgia. Hey. And every time that peacock would go, ah, ah, that old, there was old bird out there. We nicknamed him Bootstrap Bill. Bootstrap Bill. Yeah, and he he was with that peacock and a bunch of hens and every time that peacock would sound off old bootstrap bill to gobble every time it, like clockwork son but anyway wow yeah old bootstrap bill so but anyways we've heard this turkey gobble now we've got to, we've got to figure out where he's at okay so we're gonna we're gonna try and pinpoint him Okay. He gobbled at the owl hoop. He gobbled at the owl hoop. He shot gobbled. Okay. So now we're going to pinpoint this Tom. Okay. He's in the tree. You got yeah, this? He's, he's still on the roof. So you he got, ain't flew down yet. Look, you're explaining to a brand new turkey hunter what you're doing. So you want this person to blow this owl hoop to get this turkey to shot gobble at him while he's still on the roost. Mm -hmm. In the tree. Okay. Continue. Continue? Yeah. So once once you've figured out where this where this bird is. Okay. You you're gonna wanna, like I said, get it you can't you're never really gonna get a true pinpoint unless you physically see that bird in the tree. Uh, oh son, I've got Confederate honing skills, oh, son. Oh god, here we go. I've got Confederate honing skills. You let a bird gobble, I'll tell you what branch he's sitting on. I'll tell you what kind of tree it is. You, I'll tell you what year he was born, the, the, the temperature of the morning he was born. Yeah. I'll tell you the feather count on that bird. That Confederate honing skills, son. So now that you're done with your playing around, you, you, you're you going to want to pinpoint him, all right? Once you've got him pinpointed, you need to figure out that terrain that he's in. So, start heading to where you heard him. And while, while you're going through there, look for things like scratching, mm -hmm. your scat. Now, this, this is pre-season. Yeah, yeah. This, so, is, this is probably a three to four weeks before season. Okay, so what I would suggest in your explanation would be you're going to let that turkey fly out of that tree and get on about his day. 
you're not going to go in there. Oh no, you you don't. When you hear him gobble, you don't just say, "All right, let's head that way." Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna let that turkey go on about his day. So and you, a, lo- a lot of times, if you're close enough to him, you'll hear him fly down. Right there, you go. So you'll you'll sort of know he's out of the tree, mm-hmm. and he might fly down towards you and start headed toward wherever you're sitting at in the truck. Yeah. But anyway, once that turkey's out of that area there where you go. ain't gonna spook him or anything of that sort there you go then then you want to go in there and learn your train again like i said look for your scratchings your scat you sometimes you'll even find feathers just laying mm-hmm. on the ground stuff like that the reason you got to know your terrain is because if you start heading that way and you hit a ridge and you're like nah he ain't on that ridge so you got to go over that one mm-hmm. nah he ain't on this next ridge got to go over that one if you've got two or three ridges between you and that gobbler on opening morning and you don't know anything about it, yeah, you've got a hunt ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, a hunt. That's right. Because it, it's really hard to, to climb up and over ridges with a gobbler. Oh, yeah. I mean, you if you know if you know he's three ridges in there, then, then you can plan your walk according to your time frame. You might you might be able to get down in there, and you're like, dang, I gotta walk these three, these two or three ridges just to get to him. Yeah. But I could park over here and walk in the bottom of the ridge. Right. Down down below where he's at. Well, I don't want to say that well, because you well, don't want to be below him. Well, you, there's you you just have to learn that terrain. Yeah. And it's important as you're scouting that terrain like you said to look for scratching look for sign feathers uh crap look for sign what because I'm to, what i'm trying to hit at though is didn't mean to cut you off but when you're going through there yeah you just climb those two or three ridges to get to where he's at mm-hmm. but be looking because there's there might be just an easier way to get there oh absolutely yeah where it wouldn't be as where it wouldn't be where you had to go in an hour or so before yeah there might be an easier path where you could walk 30 45 minutes probably so and be there so long explanation short if you hear one if you hear a gobbler and you've got the the location knocked down you want to get in there and learn the terrain and see where the turkeys have been and see where they're going okay mm-hmm. right is yeah. that what you're saying yeah and and figure out the areas that they are using note your high points because if you get in there and you get in a calling match with this turkey you want to always have the high ground right correct so don't forget you're talking to a new hunter so you don't want to overload them with too much stuff okay Mm -hmm. so we want the high ground right correct we want the high ground so we're going to note the high ground we're going to note the sign that we see go into the general area where we heard said tom goblin on the roost for all y'all that don't know on the roost is when he is in the tree the tree that he slept in that night the tree that he slept in that is his roost tree they change all the time Mm -hmm. sometimes he might hang there the whole season sometimes he might have two or three trees who knows? But there, there was a. There's been birds we've hunted where 
the first time we hunt him, he's roosted a hundred yards from where we're at. Right. And then the next day we'll go out there expecting him to be that far, and he'd be roosted right there where we was at the next that first That's right. morning. And we've also hunted birds that stayed in the same tree all year round, the whole year. Um. So, but you're also going to try to to notice like where the turkey crap is as well because sometimes a lot of times especially here in the southeast the hens and the gobblers yeah they're roosting together but a gobbler may fly to one ridge and the hens might just go straight up i don't Mm -hmm. know how many times i've seen that how many times have we been going to a bird and we end up setting up and we're under the hens and the gobbler, gobblers on the next ridge. Oh, a lot of times. And when, when it's finally fly down time, the hens fly to him. There, I remember we had a hunting club out in Treat Mountain. And it was me and you. It, there was some, some other people out there with us, but me and you went our way. Mm-hmm. And we had one goblin. And he was getting closer. And we sat down under this tree. And we'd been sitting there for five, ten minutes. And then out of nowhere, this hen just flies out of the tree. Right. And the gobbler's still way far out in front of us. That's right. And that hen flew to the gobbler. So so a lot of times in areas that they that they're roosting on a regular basis, the ground will have more crap, more turkey crap there than anywhere else. So if you're headed, you're getting close to that gobbler uh, where he was roosted, and you walk through a big patch of turkey crap, you might say, oh, well, the hens might be roosting here, or this is a usual spot for the hens to roost. And another thing to look for while, while you're doing your scouting, looking at your terrain, is be looking at places you could set up. Absolutely. Because it's very important to be able to have a place to go in and get set up mm-hmm. and not be, not have to do a whole lot of moving around, yeah. especially if you're close to the roost tree because when it starts getting daylight, turkeys can see really good. Absolutely. So when it starts getting daylight, he's already higher than you because he's in a tree. Mm-hmm. He, he's gonna, he'll, he'll be able to see you if you're, if you're down in there walking around trying to find a different spot to set up at. And you got to think in early season, if you're going in there early season, there's it's not as green. There mm-hmm. ain't as many leaves on the trees, on the bushes, and that's even further that he can see. Yep. And it, cause it'll change up. It'll change up in about three weeks, and it'll be a lot greener. There'll be a lot more cover for you, but that's also a lot more cover for them too. It might be one of those. It might be a deal where, yeah, he's roosted on this ridge, but you have to go over the crest of the neck of the ridge in front of him just on the other side where he can't see and you might have to set up right there where you can't even see him he can't see you and you just have to play that waiting game wait right. for because if you're if you're close enough to him you'll hear him fly down there's been many a hunts where we've heard turkey fly down oh absolutely yeah okay so you've explained to the new hunter how to locate a gobbler mm-hmm. and then what to do after so you want to locate him 
then go and learn the terrain to be better prepared for when you go in there and hunt him if he is indeed in the same area right and and you you could go out there and locate that gobbler and then go out there opening morning and he not be there yeah well you could also go the evening before opening day and do the same thing hit you a wild hoop in the evening later the evening and see if he gobbles in that same tree yeah we've you, i mean we've done that before yeah you just all you're doing it's the same thing just in the evening you're That's locating right. him yeah. trying to trying to roost him mm-hmm so then you know you got a better you might you might hit that locate that evening before opening day or before whatever day morning it is you're going out there and uh you don't hear him at all or you might hear him three hollers over blah blah blee blee but if you if you if you don't have time to do that you know you can get out there and and you, if you're not confident he is in the same spot, you can still blow that owl hoot. And if he is, then you know the terrain then. You you know the terrain. You know where you've seen sign. So you know the probability areas that they're going to be going once they fly down. Mm-hmm. So you got that in your back pocket. Right? Correct. Okay. So let's say new hunter went out there on his scouting mission and blew the owl hoot but he don't hear no turkey then what's he doing that's when you that's when you just gotta set out now of course we we've done tried to record this thing three times <laughs> and daddy's done put new thoughts in my mind every time well the the dog keeps raising cane out there and our uh speaking of that the dog in the living room's raising cane but the dog outside, because she's got that puppy in that pen with her. She's being really protective. She does not put up with anything walking around that pen. Anything. And, uh, boy, she pitches a fit. And when we're trying to record, she pitches a fit. Don't nobody want to hear just constant dog barking. No. You know what I mean? But so, anyway, back to the question at hand. Get out and start walking the road. Now, if your if your road's gravel, straight gravel, you're probably not going to see much sign in the road, right? Unless you see some 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 crap here or there. But other than that, you probably won't see no tracks or nothing. But if you have a good a good dirt muddy road, you're more than likely going to see some tracks. Right. If them turkeys are crossing that road, and you got your gobbler track. It's going to be three toes out front, and then you one toe in the back. Yeah. That's how you're going to identify the gobbler, and, and your hen is just going to be the three in the front. There you go. So once you find those tracks, you know either, A, they're walking right there. So I I would probably I walk the road. Once you hit the tracks, keep walking the road a little ways because they might be walking up and down the road. Correct. And cutting off and going in the woods. But if they're just crossing, see which way they're crossing and go. The, I would go the opposite way myself because that means they're coming from that way. So they're probably roosted somewhere that way. 
Right. I got you. I agree. But as we was talking earlier, you could also find them gobbler tracks where it's sort of like in a circle. Yeah. And that would be where he is standing in that road, either with hens or without. Whoa. And Moth done gotten here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been strutting. And, of course, if he's strutting, a lot of times you'll see where it looks like a stick or something's been dragging on the ground. But that's where his wing, his wing feathers yeah. had just been dragging on the ground as he's turning in circles and whatnot. Yeah, while he's strutting, his wings hanging down, dragging. But if you, if you see turkey tracks, that's like the sign that the turkeys are there. Absolutely. That tells you, hey, I'm a turkey, I'm here. Right. So if you walk your road, find you some, find you some tracks. If you find you some tracks, you know, okay, I got both sides of the road right here. Let's dip off in these woods and see if we find any of our other stuff, like scratching and crap and stuff like that. Right. Now, if you walk the road and you don't find anything, that's when you'll just have to have to sort of bust off in the woods and start looking for your scratching and stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just that, that, that sort of scouting's hit or miss. Because we, we went turkey scouting in places we've never hunted before and walked all day and never find the first turkey sign. Well, you got to, you got, you got to do, you got to think when you start looking, what are the turkeys eating? What are they looking for? They want hardwoods that have a lot of leaf, leaves covering the ground. Mm-hmm. That's got, you know, acorns covered up, sprouts coming up, insects, bugs, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, of course, fields render a lot of different things. Uh, open areas render pines, render, you know, have a lot of different things in them. But you, you, got to, you got to sort of say, okay, if I'm a turkey, what do I need? And just like any other animal, they need water and they need something to eat. Mm-hmm. So you got to start there. So if you've got a creek on your property, I'm going to strike off and start checking out that creek and go from there. All right. I'm going to walk the road system first because it's the fastest. If there's a road system in there, I'm going to cover every bit of that road system until I've decided there ain't a turkey track to be found in this road. And then I'm going to hit the woods. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah it makes perfect sense. And uh, if, even if you don't have a creek or any body of water on your property, mm-hmm. them turkeys are still going to have to find water somewhere. So g- given that you have a map, like we use this, an app on our phone that shows us the property lines and all that. Yeah. If the property next to yours has a creek running through it, start on that side of the property. There you go. Because them turkeys are going to be closer to that creek. Yeah. So that's where I would start. Yeah. Especially if they're, like you said, there's a body of water. You want to start as close to that body of water as possible. So. I agree with that. That's a good idea. That's a good point. If you're not finding sign in the road and you're not hearing any gobbles. Because, I mean... Somebody could say, "Well, I mean, there ain't no, there ain't no pond or creek or nothing out here. There ain't even a a, a mud puddle. There ain't yeah. nowhere that even holds enough water to drink out of yeah. around here. So what do I do? Just pack up and go home, or just walk the whole property? Look on the map. Every, 
you can buy a map at the Dollar General. Yeah, start start at the start at the most logical spot, then go from there. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to start on the side of a mountain, mm-hmm. something like that. So, when you have found the turkey sign, then that is once again you're collecting data on your terrain. Mm-hmm. You want to always note your high points because you want to always try to get to high ground. Now that somebody may say they don't do that, that's what I do. Okay, I'm not saying that's the the telltale hundred percent gig, but I'm going to try to get that high ground. And we're not saying either that uh, that the the turkey's just going to go up to the high ground and stay there. Right. A turkey will come down. Oh yeah, I, yeah, they will. But but I. From my experience, if you're calling a turkey, he's more apt to go uphill to you than he is downhill to you. Because when he is uphill, he can see down there. If he don't see no hen moving around or whatever, he he's like, no, I, something ain't right. And y'all ain't going to play me. So you can come up here to me. But when you're up high, he can't see what's on top. Mm-mm. So he's he's like, yeah, I'm I'm coming, I'm coming that way. I've been a many a hunt where I had to get up on the high ground, and it's that you know he's coming, you can hear him coming. So you just got to be ready, and when that old head pops up, that's the time. That's it. Because if if you're on the top. If you're on the top of a ridge and he pops his old head up, it ain't going to take him long to see you. Right. He He's coming up that ridge ready to find something. Mm-hmm. So and when he when he comes up, that, that's the time. So I think, I think for somebody that's brand new, I think that's the most important thing is learning what the sign is, the scratching, where they're scratching the leaves up, they're scratching the pine straw up. Feeding, of course, turkey crap, that's a no-brainer. Turkey mm-hmm. feathers. Turkey tracks. Turkey tracks. And the sound of turkeys. Hens calling, gobblers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. That that means, hey. Seeing the turkey? Yeah. A lot of times you'll be turkey scouting and you'll see the turkey. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you go in there blind and you say okay i'm gonna sit right here and you see no turkey sign at all you may very well call a turkey up but from my experience if you are where the sign is they are more apt to come to you than they are somewhere that you don't see no turkey sign at all because you think of a turkey that lives in an area they know that whole property. They know if it makes sense or not. Somebody can say, oh, they're not that smart. Trust me. I think you're pretty smart. If if you hunt the turkeys that we hunt, not that we're hunting the hardest turkeys in the world, but public land turkeys. Pressured birds. that They know what's up. Like They, they know if... No, I ain't never been over there before. And no... Uh, Miranda and Bethany and Hillary and all them, they ain't never been over there before, but they're calling to me. 
this don't make no sense yeah at all you know so i think location 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 to me is the number one thing for a new turkey hunter to figure out uh, on how to start hunting turkeys how to start scouting for turkeys that's yeah that is finding that location in my opinion that's the best way to because i mean you have to locate a bird right to be able to hunt it you have to absolutely now you can get in there you can have a gobbler on your property and he'd be dead silent he yep. just don't gobble he just don't gobble or if he gobbles he might only gobble once i don't i don't care none about hunting turkeys like that y- you could have a gobbler that's roosting on your property and flying down on somebody else's. That's right. And he might you have be doing a, You can have a gobbler that only uses your property to roost on. That's 100% right. I mean, that, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But you ain't going to know it if you don't get out there and go there, scouting there, or hunting. And it could work vice versa. There could be turkeys that roost on somebody else's property. And they were, fly down to yours. And they wear your place out all day long. Maybe that maybe the property next to you's four hundred acres full full of nothing but pine trees and your you got two hundred acres of yours clear cut. Yeah. You got you got a, a big old food plot out there or whatever. Them turkeys might fly down and just hang out in that food plot. Yeah. And roost over there on that pine forest. That's it. You so, right. I mean, if you don't go out there and hear a turkey don't mean they ain't there just means they ain't gobbling yeah or they ain't on on your property that day i agree with that Because there's been a lot of times we went turkey hunting even public land where we're we're, of course we got and we got our our thing that shows us our property lines and we could hear the bird and locate and we're like well he's in the middle of that property next next to us Mm mm-hmm so we either gotta wait for him to come across the line, or we gotta just find another bird and make a move on. So, the reason I say the the high ground is important to me is is strictly out of experience. So, I you remember that hunt we went on with Chris, and I let you stay out of school. Yeah, and. Uh, we got out there and this bird was roosted on this ridge that that it's not that it's usual for them to roost on and this was toward the end of the season so we knew the ridge we knew the area we knew that on one side was a great big steep drop off and we knew on the other side was a gradual climb all the way to the top and the creek wrapped all the way around the ridge wrapped all the way around mm-hmm. on one side and on one side it sort of cut off at an angle so we get out there that morning the turkey starts gobbling up on top of the ridge we had to cross the field and of course chris had to use the bathroom me and you crossed the field chris fin- while the turkey's gobbling chris finishes his business comes over to us and uh we also knew that sometimes the turkeys would fly down, cross the creek, and come up on the edge of that field we was at. Well, that turkey had the high ground. He had the high ground on us. We called, he gobbled. We call, he'll gobble. Then he just started gobbling 
and gobbling and gobbling. We don't quit calling. We said, we're going to have to let this turkey get off this ridge before we mess with him anymore because he's got the high ground on us. Mm-hmm. So we let that booger, remember, he dipped off to say he got tired of waiting on us. He dipped off the side of that ridge, got down there on that creek bottom and gobbled. What did we do? We mad dashed to the top of that hill where he couldn't see us. Mad dashed up there. Got up there. Chris hit a call. Bam, he gobbled. We went 20 more yards set up. Chris hit a call. There he come. Right back to the exact same spot he was on. We had the high ground on him. He couldn't see up there. He could see from the original spot everything. He didn't see no hens moving around. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. see any hens moving around. So I, I'm going to sit right here, and I'm going to gobble. And if you if you come and come on, and then when he dipped down in that hole, and we was at the top, he said, "Well, I can't see what's up there. Let me go up there and see." That's where he messed up. It's like uh, it reminds me of when when I killed that that double spurred bird that one year. Mm-hmm. We had went down and we was we we was at the low we was in the low ground. Yeah, we was on the low ground. And we got out there and we just we we called daddy called and he gobbled. Daddy called and he gobbled. He quit gobbling. But you could hear him spitting and drumming. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. And daddy's like, well, we can't go up there because he's and there there was a food plot. Right, right in front of us, up the road, just a ways. But uh, we we couldn't go up there because if we went up there, we was busted. So we went all the way around the property. And good thing we did because where we found him at, he was standing on the high ground. Yeah, where he could see everything down in the woods, anything that come up that road and went in that food plot. Yeah, everything. That's where he went. He went. Yeah, and me and Daddy went. We went all the way around that property, and we come walking down that road, headed towards that food plot. And before you get that food plot, about what eighty yards? Yeah, they we we got a road that sort of cuts off into the woods and just goes down in there. We we just creeping, and we come around. And I just happened to turn and look down that road. And that Joker was facing the other way, just strutting. Yeah, just standing there strutting. He was like, nah, this hen, she'll, she'll see me up here. She's going to come to me. That's where he messed up. Mm-hmm. That's where he messed up, son. And the only reason he turned around was because I said, there he is, daddy. And that joker just peeked that old head up, and I just put the hammer down. He he, he forgot about the back door. Yeah. He forgot about the he back let, he door. He let his guard down. That's it. He thought that hen was still down there in that bottom. Right. Piddling around, oh hen uh, slipped around on him, son. He, he forgot about that back door. What was it? You just called it earlier that Wahasi? Wahasi? Yeah. Uh, the Wusaw. Yeah. No, no, I don't even remember. He was calling it some yeah. crazy term. The Wahitas. The Wahitas, that's yeah. it. Put the Wahitas on us, son. That that Hell. that was one of my favorite ones. We we put We the, had that we had that gun sighted in at what, like forty yards? Yeah. I shot that turkey at like 50 yards. Yeah. 
it, it hit way low. Yeah. And Daddy was like, Daddy's like, that's, that's, that's longer than 40. I stepped that off. So I, I go to the turkey and I start stepping it off. Yeah. And about halfway there, Daddy just goes, this joker's got double-double spurs. Yeah. Like, what do you mean double-double spurs? Daddy's like, it's got double spurs on both on both legs. Yeah. And I run over and look at it, and it's got a spur going the a normal way, and it's got a spur above that one going the opposite way. Coney, Coney, you got a horseshoe up your tail. Coney's the only boy, the only person I ever known that's killed a double beard and a double spur. Have you? I've also killed two turkeys with one shot. Yeah, you have. Don't forget about that one. I, I I remember that. I remember that too. Yeah. That that was a fun hunt. That wasn't. I mean, it was a fun hunt. Any hunt's fun, really. But yeah, that was one of them. That was during the youth season. Yeah. That was my last year youth season. You know, another thing you can do, being a new turkey hunter, trying to trying to learn areas that turkey may be in, is uh, I'm not real big on getting turkeys to gobble, like uh out of season uh too much because i don't want them to get used to me in there calling and and you know blowing locator calls and stuff yeah so i i wouldn't say you know try, try to keep it as natural as possible yeah but you can get out there and, and hit a crow call here and there and it'll do the same thing as a locator call trying to get them the shot gobble and you might can note okay well you know 10 o'clock, he was over here on the gas line. You know, I heard him gobble over yeah. there. Oh, or, yeah. or just listen as you're scouting. Listen to the, the real crows. You know, you might get out of the truck and hear an owl. Just let that owl do his thing. I remember that same property. We went out. It was youth season. And we were standing there. No, it wasn't youth season. It was I think it was opening day of regular season. But remember, we were standing there. And that owl, you had done owl hooted, but that one owl started up in the woods, and you know, wow, and then another owl started up, and it just the video's on our Instagram, yeah. But that owl just wow, and the other owl, just back and forth with each other, yeah. And that 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 turkey that we seen that morning was gobbling at that, yeah, sure was. And then we we've had a hunt, we've had multiple hunts where we went out there and crows just be going crazy mm-hmm i remember i remember we went out to that treat mountain vpa and we'd seen some turkey tracks and all that and we'd seen where it kind of went into the woods and daddy's like man and then all of a sudden them crows just ah, 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 like not far off to the woods you, we could see them flying and daddy's like i bet that gobbler's down in there and we, we stood and waited and called for a little while, for about 10 minutes. And we went on down the road a little bit and called. And another gobbler had striked, struck up. And, I mean, no sooner than that one gobbled, that other one gobbled where we were standing at. Yeah. Just just five minutes ago. Sure did. And, and that was one of them things where we'd hit a few calls and the crows had pitched a fit and never did even hear no gobble. But, but we seen the sign. We mm-hmm. seen the sign, and that, we had actually seen where they'd been strutting. And in, and <laughs> instead of just working the sign, you know, and working what we seen, we we kept on going, and we ended up being 
really in the middle of two birds and it messed us up yeah the one bird had the high ground yeah it we couldn't go back up the road that's right but the other bird was every bit of 50 yards from us just right in the woods right over a little hill where if we walked down the road he was probably going to see us yeah see we gave we gave the high ground up where we seen all that sign at Mm -hmm. we gave up the high ground we dipped off down in that that little swag down in there and there wasn't no sign in there remember no and then we, we was done then we was done and then once we, you give up that high ground, you it's it's a tough road then. We and Buck was a little ways up the road. I'm gonna say at one point I believe Buck was probably 30, 20, 30 yards from that bird that, that seen us. Cause remember Buck went a little more ways down the road. Right. He was just right there on the crest where that bird wouldn't just be able to see without right. looking, you know? Yeah. And we we sort of met up at the middle of the road on the side of the road right there and I was like, well, we're going to go this way, or we're going to try and go back up there and chance getting seen by that bird. And we didn't really know where this other bird was. Like, no, no. So we decided just to keep headed down the road, and we come across that corner. And remember, the had a little hump in the road where the road just went up a little bit. We come up that hump, and just turkeys flew everywhere. Yeah. They was all down in there. So, um... Do you feel do you feel that's adequate enough to take to tell a new hunter on how to go out there preseason and find some turkeys? Yeah. You feel that's adequate enough? I'd say it's pretty adequate. So is that what is that what you would do going to a new piece of property? More than likely. Yeah. I I I'm, I feel good about that. Of course, take, taking somebody out there would be a whole lot easier because you'd be able to show them more. Right, absolutely. But as far as explaining it, that, yeah. that's probably the most adequate way. I'm with you. I'm with you on that lap. Mm-hmm. What else you got going? That's about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to get this dog, get this dog rolling. That's what I'm excited yeah. about. That, he uh, ain't quite old enough to start putting him out in the woods yet. Oh no, shoot, no. We got a, got a good way to go. Yeah, but I'm glad he's finally here because it was like pulling teeth trying to get Buck to send him a pic, send me a picture of him, and the picture I got was him with the heat lamp on it, right, laying down. Right. Well, that ain't no picture. Buck finally <laughs> brought him over here. I told Buck when he brought when he brought them puppies over here. Yeah. And put them back outside with their mama. Right. Well, back outside. They was with the mama all the time. I told him, I said, when you 10 minutes from the house, let me know, and I'll take lunch at work so I can come over and help you with them. I, I really just wanted to see mine. But he texted me, so I'm about 10 minutes from the house, and I was busy at work, and I looked down at my at my watch, and I was like, dang. Buck said, he, this is 17 minutes ago. Buck said he's 10 minutes from the house. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I got, I got, I'm going to go ahead and take my lunch then. There you go. I come home well, and you was to get exci- set up. You was excited about that little booger, wasn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still excited about it. A little, little, everybody likes puppies. A little, little chunker, son. Yeah, He's built like a potato. He is, ain't he? he that, all of them puppies was old, big. Old loaded potato. Yeah, blaming onion. That that joker look like. Well, I guess if you ain't got nothing to add to the new turkey hunter to go out there and find him old turkey, I ain't got nothing else to add. 
No, I mean, locate. There you that go. It. Locate. Location. 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 There you go. And then when you get to hunting, like Daddy says, every time we go hunting, the three main rules of hunting. Gun safety, gun safety, gun safety. There you go. Believe that. So the next time we talk about about it, we'll 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 get into a little bit different topic. I don't know when that'll be, but uh, this is go out there and get started type stuff. Mm-hmm. Roger Dodger. Roger Dodger. Corn beef hash. All right. I reckon we'll holler at y'all. Deuces.